This is, you know what it is. You know what this is. It's your favorite fucking podcast of all time. You're screaming it from the rooftops. You're so fucking excited to be hearing my voice. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's your favorite podcast more than you can chew. M-O-O-R-E. Let's take it back to the roots. More than you can chew. I'm your host, Tiffany Moore. Feeling frisky as fuck today. Just like, come at me. Come at me, bros. Because it's Monday. We're putting out another podcast. I hate to pat myself on the back for being so consistent. But I also love to pat myself on the back because no one else is going to do it. So I want to make sure that I'm always doing that for myself for being so consistent and even putting out the crazy episodes. I want to apologize um, for my last ep- my last rant on my last episode about religion. It, I, it, November is like the biggest fucking trigger month of all time. I feel like all I am ever is triggered all through November. And I'm triggered, man. I was fucking triggered as shit. Like, there's supposed to be a separation of church and state. I don't care about your religion. Like, do you? I'm not just sitting here trying to bash religion. I'm just saying, like, it's very frustrating (laughs) for someone who doesn't, like, believe the same things as you watching such fucked up shit happen all over the place in the name of religion. And I've also been watching a lot of religious cult documentaries. And that's very triggering for me because... (laughs) A lot of times they just remind me of my childhood. Like the fucking Warren Jeffs one. What was that? Um, Keep sweet. 
keep sweet, pray and open. Holy fucking shit. What a creep. Like, if you haven't watched that, I mean, like, if you're looking to just not sleep at night due to unforceable rage flowing through your body, like, I would really recommend watching Keep Sweet. Um, um, another good one was, I think it's Escaping Twin Flames on Netflix. I was thinking there was another one, too. Can't remember what else I was watching. So, yeah. <laughs> I was very triggered. I was I'm just frustrated and but I feel like I've gotten through that. I have transitioned into this new phase and um I'm not even feeling as weird about the like grasping absurdity because I don't think that's 100% possible if you care about things. Here's me um, I, I think you call this like gripping to life by <laughs> your fingernails, toenails, every fucking thing that I can grip onto it to just <laughs> understand it. And I, there's like this never ending need to understand. And I didn't go to school for engineering, but this is like... I don't understand why I need to pick everything. Like, I just need to pick everything apart to such an extreme. I think this is, um, uh, to, to all the people who don't have children or to the people who do have children, um, this is what your life could look like if, if you ch chose a different path. <laughs> if, if you decided not to have children, um, if you do have children, this is what your life could have been, just constantly, constantly overanalyzing every little piece of life down to, like, the most existential, existential bullshit that you can possibly imagine. I mean, this is what you do when you don't have fucking kids to invest a future into. It's just like, I'm going to pick myself apart to the point of, I don't even know what at this point, um, life is supposed to be lived, not analyzed. That's something I tell myself. I have to forcibly tell myself that all the time to the point of, um, every decision that comes through is almost like I'm making, I'm making the conscious, there's a voice that comes into my head of like, is this what I'm meant to do? Like, I can't even just, I can't even, here's what I came to. Sorry, I've, I had another point too I wanted to talk about, but I'm just in a weird... There's a full moon in Gemini, okay? <laughs> there's a full moon in Gemini, so I'm going to blame that. But I'm fucking... I'm I'm just on a different frequency at this point. I'm on, I'm on a whole different planet right now. And I'm not on drugs. Um, But to bring it back, this voice in my head that is like, is this what I'm meant to do for almost every decision I'm making? You know, I was outside of like my normal everyday activity. And it got me thinking that I don't think I'm capable of recognizing the fact that I've made it through everything I have in my life and 
am actually standing here as the person I am right now because I did that. Does that make sense? It's really difficult for me because you have to understand how the way trauma affects you, it just completely warps the way you think about yourself. Like specifically in what I experienced in my childhood, you, you just think that I, I just couldn't possibly imagine, imagine I'm capable enough of getting myself to this point in my life by myself. That's not to say like my parents didn't help me by giving me like a roof over my head and things like that, you know what I mean? But when it took like, when it came to taking these drastic, drastic steps of changing my life so I didn't turn out like people who were raising me, it's hard for me to to look at those things and say like, yeah, I did that. Even though physically, yes, I did. In my mind, I almost have to believe that there is something greater out there than me that's really behind the scenes of me making all of these big changes and that's it's kind of like this might be too far out there for a lot of people but it caused me to wonder if I could create something as impactful as the shift happening for me due to the fact that I've had to build up this belief in something bigger than myself because I just I like I can't wrap my mind around the thought that I would have been able to get through everything I did throughout my life without the help of a bigger unseen force guiding me in that direction and giving me signs and telling me what to do all, all along the way like I couldn't have I just couldn't have like I really can't imagine myself doing those things on my own so you almost have to say like if you don't believe in anything if you're totally atheist to listen to the story of the shift you could almost assume that someone the mind is so powerful that possibly the mind could have created all of that happening for me because I've trained my mind so much to believe that there is this unseen force. Is this making sense? Like I can't, to, to such an extent, I can't imagine myself making such huge drastic changes in my life alone that I've created this whole separate everything in my own head so that I don't have to recognize how powerful I actually am. I don't know if this is making sense, but this is like how my mind interprets that. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a thought I had. But honestly, uh, there is a full moon in Gemini today, and my period syncs up with the phases of the moon. So I have a period tracker app where I can see that I'm supposed to get my period in a few days from now, but nope, it'll come and it's full blown today. Just like out of nowhere, usually I'll like spot for a few days before I get my period. Nope, full moon, full blown period every single time. And 
that's how you know you're a witch, basically. Like, that's, that's how they figured it out. That's how they burned all those women at the stake, because their fucking period synced up with the moon. I don't know if that's true, but I, I would definitely believe... That sounds believable to me. But I found this... Um, I was just watching so many... Especially the Warren Jeffs one, like... That really, that really took me back. <laughs> it really took me back and just like pissed me off. But because you look at all the adults in this situation, knowingly like giving up their daughters to this man at such young ages, like to think that these people didn't actually know what was going on. But in these environments, it just shows like how gullible a lot of people are including myself but also like just how gullible a lot of people are and especially if you're contained into this environment like cults usually end up to be like my school and church was the same building when I was a kid I'm not saying it was a cult but it had very culty vibes to it it was like we spent all of our waking time at either school or church and they were both in the same building with all of the same people all of the time and when that's your whole world and you don't even like interact with an outside life you know what i mean like all of your family goes to this church all of the people you know go to this church it seems crazy to watch these documentaries, but in the in reality, it's just like, yeah, like these these people are in the cave. They're seeing the shadows on the cave or whatever that like theory is. That's all they know. You know what I mean? So it's like they actually think it just pisses me off when people can do all of this fucking horrible shit in the name of like religion and spirituality and just like full-on take advantage of these fucking people it's just so enraging um especially just these fucking kids but uh the, the, november is just always the most wild ride because my mom's birthday is november 9th and the anniversary of her death is november 29th so every year since she's passed november has just been the most fucking like flipped upside down. It's just always insane. And I'm always like clutching the bottom of my, just like when, when is November gonna be over? And it usually goes by fast enough, but it just flips everything on its head for me. And I just feel like the rest of this month, I really, or the rest of this year, we're already almost out of 2023. What the fuck, man? It just feels like time's been going so fast, but we're almost out of 2023. And I, I kind of just really want to get myself out of my comfort zone the end of this month. I don't know how or what I'm going to do, but I almost want to kind of just like, I'm just getting antsy to like put myself out there in some way. Um, uh, I, 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 yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before? I've just been doing a lot of crying like I usually do in November. I just have been crying and releasing so fucking much. Um, and that's so much of like <laughs> what life is, especially when you're like actively trying to heal. You never get 
done with any of this shit, you know? And you just realize that the more and more you go on because you think you've let go of like every possible thing that you are still holding on to and the way life keeps evolving, it forces you to keep evolving with it. And you can choose to do that or you can choose to stay stagnant. But if you do keep choose to evolving with it, that means your emotions have to evolve too in this way. And the way that you handle your emotions has to evolve in this way. So it's this interesting process of like, you can see the same trauma or pain like looping back around and looping back around and looping back around. And you're almost like, um, I don't have another word for it, but like ascending in this way of like every time you kind of like have another big release and, and you know, like you feel like you're washing away this again for the final time and this is going to be the last time. You just keep, that's grief, I guess. You know what I mean? I guess that's grief because I, I experienced that with my mom a lot and I know of a lot of people who have died, but I think you're like a parent, it just fucks with you when they die. And like, yeah, my biological dad died too, but the biggest wound I have was with my mom. And we never got to heal that when she was here. So there's just this constant, like every year, it just feels like it evolves into this new kind of grief. It doesn't ever go away. It just evolves into something new. And the way I know that I'm releasing and letting go of things is because now when I think about people that aren't in my life anymore for whatever reason, for the most part, I have like really happy memories coming in. And that didn't ever used to happen before. And I think that is because I'm letting go of so much like resentment or anger or anything that, you know, was building up with these people that couldn't be expressed or just couldn't be fixed, you know, before they weren't in my life anymore. It's just like the more you can just release that. And I don't, I don't even necessarily think like forgiveness is the answer. Like people use different terminology for stuff, but for me, it's just like when I'm letting something go, it means that I can look at this, like I can envision this person in my head right now and not feel like any kind of ill will towards them and really just wish them the best, best and hope that like whatever, you know, difficulties we had, like they can look back on this as like a good experience, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, but grief is just, grief is weird, man. And I just know I'm always going to cry all month and it's, it, but it's always just like this new, it's this new phase of grief and it doesn't necessarily get easier you just get more accustomed to dealing with it I guess like you just kind of get more used to it you kind of know like when it's going to come and sometimes you don't know when it's going to come like something will just trigger it you know out of nowhere but now I am having like really happy thoughts about these people and the experiences that I had and I'm really like what, what came out in this last cycle of like huge release, I felt like I was on acid, honestly. Like I was just, I don't know, my body felt completely different. I felt like I had just like microdosed a little acid with how emotional I was and how much was coming up and just like um, the love that I felt towards these people who aren't in my life anymore. And I never really experienced that because 
I'm just a big believer that people come into your life at particular times for whatever time they're supposed to be here. Like you guys know I'm not like commitment focused. I can't really like do long term anything. So it's not difficult for me to say goodbye to people. It's not difficult for me to like, I don't miss people, you know? And that might come off as like, maybe I sound like an asshole, but I just don't miss people. I really don't. And I haven't missed people since I was very, very young. Um, because I think when the time is done, it's done. And it's easier if you can just expect that. And usually I'm the one who's trying to leave. And it's probably like tied to abandonment issues and all kinds of shit like that. But I'm not one to wear out my welcome, you know? I just don't do that. Like, I'm the first person to dip at a party, you know, like silently without saying goodbye to anyone. I don't, I just kind of feel like I don't ever want to get too attached to anybody. <clears throat> especially at this point in my life. And this big realization I had was um, like this past weekend or whatever, feeling like I was doing acid was that I really missed someone. Um, it was this person that I met literally the day that I moved out of the house with my ex of like 12 years, it was the first time like living on my own and being single and I was, you know, excited to explore that. And this was the first guy I met and it was kind of like a rebound, but it was this insane chemistry right off the bat. And like I've never experienced in my life. And it was difficult because I had all of these overwhelming feelings that I had no idea how to fucking handle or what to do with because I was such a shit show at that point. Like I had so much that I had to work on within myself. I just couldn't picture myself getting into another relationship with, right now. And he was, he was on the same page. Like neither of us wanted a relationship. So we started building this, you know, situationship. And then the fucking pandemic happens. And then quarantine happens. And we just kind of decided like, you know, neither of us want to really be like risking being with anyone else. We kind of just like decided we were only going to hang out with each other. And it became this bond that I wasn't expecting. And it was like, every time I was with him, it it felt like magic, you know, like I'm not always really vulnerable in how I feel, especially on here, but like it was one of the most important magical relationships in my entire life. And I just got really, I mean, I just like, I was crazy about him and it was so difficult because I was just like, it's not going to happen. Like, this can't ever be anything. You know what I mean? Like, I am not ready for that. I fully, I like, I knew fully well. But every time we would hang out with each other, it was just like, so obvious, you know, that I just did not know how to control these 
really like I was it, it felt unhealthy it felt to the point where I was unhealthy how attached I was to this guy and I would just do these fucked up asshole things you know like I would just get too overwhelmed and then I would just like completely cut him out of my life like I can't do this anymore like and wouldn't even give him an opportunity to understand why I would just like end things and leave and in the past I've had no problem doing that with this guy I, I think he probably let me do that like probably close to 10 times <laughs> honestly in the like year and a half or two years or whatever we were seeing each other um and then at some point like someone has to put their foot down you know like I, I it was just so overwhelming to me and I knew every time when I was telling him you know like texting him like I can't do this anymore you know what I mean like and just not even giving him an opportunity to understand what the fuck was going on I was just really immature you know I was just really immature with how to handle things and he wasn't perfect either you know like we both had a lot to work on but I I realized like I definitely compare every guy after him to this guy and because he did like open my eyes to so many things that I didn't realize I ever wanted in a partner things I didn't realize I found incredibly sexy in men that he did and like these moments that we would have together were just perfect to me and um it was just really intense and, and overwhelming and I wasn't I didn't ever feel ready for it you know because I just I was too fucked up at that point I was just like I I needed to do the journey you know I had to experience the shift like to to find my footing on this planet and I just realized I miss this guy, you know? <laughs> and it took me this long to realize I miss him. Because that's just not a familiar thing to me. It's really, really, really not. I'm not just saying that. Like, I just, I don't miss people. I really fucking don't. Like, once you're out of my life, it's just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm perfectly content and happy on my own. But I miss this guy. And I realized too, like... It's probably been a big factor in why, you know, I haven't been like pursuing dating or, you know, like sexual relationships with people because nothing ever like holds a candle next to what I experienced with this guy. And it's just kind of a letdown, you know, it's just kind of like, uh, it's just, I really feel like. I missed out, you know, and yeah, so I realized I, I missed this guy, which was just a totally kind of new feeling for me to tackle and understand and um, get to a place of like, there's so much to learn here. You know, the fact that I can look back on that now and see like, oh, I totally would have done this differently. Oh, I would have, you know, communicated this. Oh, I would have like, I know exactly like where I would have stepped up in these areas. Like it shows me how much I've grown since then because now like I know exactly 
how I would be, you know, like if I was to have that opportunity again, I would do things completely different. But I had to be in this space now to recognize that. And in a lot of ways, like he triggered a lot of those changes within me and he made me recognize like a lot of things that I needed to fix within myself when it comes to like having a healthy relationship. And I think I did that for him too sometimes, but uh, like I said, I was just really immature. I had been in a relationship for 12 years before that, just like we had broken up like three months before I, I saw this guy, maybe two months. And, you know, so it was just like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And it's just, I, I had to really take this time. But um, I think that's a lot of the reason why I haven't put myself out there as much like in the dating scene because I miss him and I have to just kind of like get back into I don't have to actually I don't have to do anything but <laughs> I don't know I just I just recognize it and I feel like that's something that's something I miss someone that's that's something for me um, it feels very human <laughs> for me to miss somebody finally. And, um, yeah, there's this other thing I found and this is going to be so fucking perfect. So I found this thing called the Tiffany problem and it says the Tiffany problem or why reality is sometimes too realistic for fiction. Okay, so the Tiffany problem is this. Tiffany is a medieval name, short for Theophania, from the 12th century. Authors can't use it in historical or fantasy fiction, however, because the, names look, the name looks too modern. This is an example of how reality is sometimes too unrealistic. So because so many people think of the name Tiffany as in like the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's or um, Tiffany the Jeweler, I was going to say jeweler shop. Like, I don't know. It's a jeweler. Um, so they can't imagine, like, Tiffany sounds like such a modern name that you couldn't use it in these, like, really older, you know, stories because people would, because of people's perception of how they see that name now, they can't imagine that a Tiffany would exist in those times. And I was like, if I could have one problem in my name, I think that sums it up perfectly. I think that's absolutely perfect for <laughs> what kind of problem I should fucking have. Um, yeah, I didn't really have anything planned to talk about in today's show. I was just trying to put something out. Um, November's almost over. It's about to be 2024. Things are shaking, things are happening, things are changing. But one thing is for sure, you can always count on more than you can chew. If there's one consistent thing that you can count on, it's this podcast. It's me, okay? I will respond by the sixth text, I promise. It just might take me a few months. But we're here, we're not going anywhere, and uh, have a great week, guys, and I'll talk to you soon.